0: It's a wild card weekend football Friday for your Philadelphia Eagles at nine and seven. They host the eleven and five Seattle Seahawks in the wild card round at the Link on Sunday. I got the great Ray Dininger to help break this down and preview it. Ray, good morning. Uh, first things first, not a surprise to me. The Eagles are slight underdogs going into this game. How surprising was it to you?
1: Not really. I mean, you look at the record. Seattle's eleven and five, and and the Eagles are nine and seven, and. They're only here because they played in the NFC East. So, um, and, you know, Seattle beat the Eagles. The idea of home field advantage, which generally counts for a lot in the playoffs, I think the odds makers sort of discount that because Seattle's already beaten the Eagles at the link this year. So for all of those reasons, I kind of thought it was going to be Seattle as the favorite. It doesn't guarantee you anything, uh, but I kind of thought Seattle would be the favorite. And I, actually, the game opened with the, when the it first, first opened, uh, the Eagles were favored by one. But then I think as, uh, as it became clear that Zach Ertz was probably not going to play and the Eagles, people began talking more about the Eagles' injuries, then the thing kind of swung around. And listen, there's the Russell Wilson factor. I mean, he's, you know, he's won a Super Bowl, and Carson Wentz has never played in the postseason game. So for all of those reasons, Seattle became the favorite, but it didn't surprise me.
0: And, and not to mention, they're 7-1 on the road this season. How, how has Seattle been able to perform so well away from CenturyLink Field?
1: That's a really good question, because it's a reversal of what they've always been. Uh, Seattle has always been, under Pete Carroll, a team that never loses at home. I mean, they never, never lose at home. Uh, and, you know, they, they they get their share of wins on the road, but they have been just uh, yeah, absolutely rock solid as a home team. And this year, not so much. I mean, this year they were 4-4 four and four at home. And last Sunday, uh, lost to the San Francisco 49ers in a game that really kind of, sent them on the road to Philadelphia this week, so I don't know. I don't know why they've lost their home field advantage, but on the road, it's become, um, I I gotta give a lot of credit to Russell Wilson. I mean, he's just a very resourceful, very talented quarterback who finds a way to win close games, and it seems like the Seattle Seahawks do nothing but play close games. I mean, you can make an argument either way about this game on Sunday, about who's going to win, but I think the one thing everybody agrees on is no matter who wins, they're going to win a close game, because that's that's just the way these two teams play.
0: Yeah, no, certainly on that. Uh, but, but the Seahawks have lost three out of four. They've given up a lot of points on defense in all of those games. How, when what ways are they different from November 24th?
1: The Seahawks? Yes. Uh, well, they, uh, you're right. I mean, one of the things that I, I has me leaning towards the Eagles in this game is they really are kind of the opposite of what they were in November. At that time, the Eagles were a team that was struggling They weren't executing very well on offense, quarterback was struggling, uh, and the Seahawks were red hot. The Seahawks came into that game, they had won six of their previous seven, and the Eagles were really in the midst of a funk. And right now it's kind of the opposite. The Seahawks come in here, as you point out, they've lost three of four, the Eagles are coming in on four straight wins. So if you believe in the momentum factor, and and I really do, especially this time of the year, uh, the Eagles have the advantage Um, The problem with the Seahawks, I think, is that they've had a lot of injuries, too. I mean, we spent a lot of time talking about how many players the Eagles have lost. But the Seahawks have 14 guys on their injured list as well. So uh, I think that injuries have taken a toll on the Eagles, but the Eagles have found some guys on the practice squad they can pick up the slack. And the Seahawks haven't been able to do that.
0: What needs to be different? I, I think it's obvious that the turnovers are certainly at the top there. What needs to be different in your eyes from that Week 12 matchup for the Eagles. What did they have to do on Sunday to get to the divisional round?
1: Well, I think that's it. Uh, I think that the turnovers are the big thing. I mean, you could, yeah, I mean, if you look at that game, you look back at it, um, I mean, the Eagles moved the ball. I mean, they moved the ball on the Seattle defense. uh, But they kept stopping themselves. I mean, Wentz threw two interceptions. It was his last two-interception game of the season. Uh, Fumbled once, the Eagles lost two other fumbles, so... They turned the ball over five times. But the defense kept them in the game. The defense played really well. Normally, in an NFL game, you turn the ball over five times, you're looking at a blowout. But the defense only got out three points off the five turnovers. They played really good. Uh, And I think that's really kind of what it comes down to. I think the Eagles will move the ball again. Uh, In fact, I think they might move it really well, because they're they're a better offensive team right now than they were when they played them before. Uh, They just have to avoid the turnovers, but it's, hard. it's easier said than done against the Seattle team. I mean, the Seattle defense is not great, to be honest with you. I mean, they're, you know, they're ranked 26th to overall. They're ranked 22nd against the run. They're 27th against the pass. They have the fewest sacks in the NFC. I mean, this is not, this is not even close to the Seattle defense uh, of a few years ago that won a Super Bowl. I mean, this defense is really kind of being rebuilt on the fly. Um, and the way, they, the, the way they win games is they force turnovers. They force a ton of them. They force 32 turnovers this year, which is third most in the league. And so the game that the Eagles had against them, turning it over five times, it isn't an outlier. I mean, that's kind of how Seattle wins, is they take the ball away, and that's going to be their strategy coming into this. I don't think they're going to three and out the Eagles' offense. They're going to try and take the ball away, and the Eagles just can't afford to do that.
0: In, in addition to the turnovers, what, what matchups are you looking at this weekend?
1: Oh, I, you know, I kind of look at the Eagles' offensive line and their running game uh, against Bobby Wagner. Uh, I think Bobby Wagner is the best middle linebacker in football. Nobody talks about middle linebackers anymore. There used to be a time that middle linebackers were kind of a glamour position. You know, Sam Huff, Ray Nitschke, Jack Lambert, Dick Butkus, not so much anymore. Um, lineback- middle linebackers are almost, I don't want to say they're dinosaurs yet, but they're kind of approaching that. Uh, but when you watch when you watch the film and you watch the Seattle team on tape, you just you just can't take your eyes off Bobby Wagner. I mean, if you don't get a blocker on him every single play, he will make every single tackle. I mean, he's that good. So I think the Eagles they're going to have to run the ball some in this game, and I think Sanders will play, and Scott has certainly played. Uh, but to get the running game generated, the first thing you got to do is you got to block Bobby Wagner. So. I think that's a big responsibility on the part of uh, Jason Kelsey. He's going to have to get that second-level block and at least impede Bobby Wagner. or You're going to see him all over the field, as you often do.
0: I've kind of buried one of the, the uh, subtopics to this game, and it's, I'm actually surprised that I kind of buried it, but it's Carson Wentz's first playoff game. What are you expecting from uh, number 11 in the first time he's playing in a postseason?
1: I think he's going to play well. I mean, he's, you know he has not thrown... He's really has not thrown a meaningful interception in five games. I mean, the four-game winning streak, he hasn't thrown a single interception. Uh, And the only interception in the last five games was that Hail Mary at the end of the Miami game. So he's been really good at taking care of the football. And as I said, I think that avoiding turnovers is really the key to this game. And, you know, with each week, uh, he's continued to perform. Uh, His completion percentage is high. His average yards per attempt is up. Uh, And he's... He's moving around, he's getting out of the pocket, he's creating plays. And in the fourth quarter of close games, he's always making the plays. He's always taking the team down the field and making the plays that have to be made, making the good throw, making the right decision. Uh, I think in in terms of his mental state right now, yes, it's his first playoff game, but this is what he's been looking for. This is what he's been waiting for. You know, the last two years, at this point in the season, when the Eagles went to the postseason, he was standing on the sidelines. I mean, he's been waiting for this moment. And I think right now he just seems really ready to step up and seize it.
0: It should be very interesting to see how he plays. So I, I agree with you, Ray. I think it's going to be a close game. I think the Eagles are going to play much better than they did in late November. I think that their offense has more chemistry. It's better. I don't. I think it would be really difficult for them to turn their ball all over five times again and once to have four of them. So I think it's going to be a close game. But as in a lot of playoff games, I think it's going to come down... To the last possession, almost very similarly to the way that the Eagles performed in 2013-14 against the Saints at the link. It came down to the last possession and the Saints kicked a game-winning field goal. And I have a feeling just by, they've, they've gone on a good run, they made it to the playoffs, they're playing really well lately, and they're at home. But I have a feeling that Th- their good fortune has to end somewhere because when you look at them in totality in this season, there's been a lot of issues this season. So I think, and I'm evil for thinking this, I think it's going to be a heartbreaking end. Seahawks steal one and walk away 28-27. Why am I going to be wrong? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, um, listen, I think you, you can certainly make that argument, and you made it very well. Uh, the Seahawks are a very good team, and they're a team with uh, that's battle-tested in the postseason. And you know the idea of going on the road is not uncomfortable for them at all because, as you said, they're seven and one on the road, and they won in this building not that long ago, and they have a great—not just good—but they have a great quarterback. And uh, I do think that this is going to be a close game in the fourth quarter. I mean, looking at the makeup of the two teams right now, the, that's that's all they play. I mean, the Eagles it seems like regardless of the opponent, play a close game in the fourth quarter. And that's certainly all the Seattle Seahawks have been. They've been a fourth-quarter team throughout. And Russell Wilson is really good in that spot. So you can absolutely make this case. I just think that right now, if you look at the two teams, um, one team has the mojo right now. One team is playing with a lot of confidence, and one team is, uh, has got a really red-hot quarterback. And, and that's the Eagles. And I really do think that the Seahawks, I think that was a bitter blow for them on Sunday, losing that game to San Francisco in the manner in which they lost it. It, um, I mean, if that game ends the way it should have ended, I mean, they get robbed twice. I mean, one play is the pass interference that should have been called but wasn't. And then there's the play at the goal line, which is just inches away from winning the game. And just on the basis of that, they go from sitting this weekend out with their feet up on the uh, the Chase lounge watching this game on TV to all of a sudden having to get on a plane and fly six hours to come in here and play a red-hot Eagles team. I just don't know how much that takes out of that team emotionally. And uh, in what I think is going to be a very physical and emotional game, I look for the Eagles to win. But, again, I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be low scoring. I'm picking the Eagles 20-17. to 17.
0: Ray's going 20-17, to 17, Eagles. I'm going 28-27, Seattle. Ray is usually right, and I'm usually wrong. Uh, <laughs> Ray, uh, thanks for the time as always. Uh, have a wonderful weekend. We will recap this on Monday morning.
1: I look forward to it, David. Take care.
0: Take care. Hall of Famer Ray Dittinger of WIP and NBC Sports Philadelphia. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget.